Hey, what's going on, everyone? We're back. Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies, and that is why we are here for you. Hello again. My name is Mark, and I am joined by Alan, Billy, Arwen, and Jed. We are complete tonight. Hey. Whole family's here. Whole family's here. In this episode, we will be reacting to some of the news that have been circulating in the interwebs. Do you hear what I hear? First news, according to the Washington Post, a 27-year-old woman was 33 weeks pregnant when she started experiencing COVID symptoms. As symptoms worsened, she was admitted to the hospital where she was put under a medically induced coma. When she woke up, she discovered that doctors had delivered her baby a few days prior, and she gave she gives all the credit to God and calls herself a walking miracle. Thoughts? Hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> hey, let me start because uh, I Go. don't say often. I don't say things often. Uh, is it okay to call yourself a miracle? Does it sound a bit too prestigious? Uh, like yourself, not like other people. That, like, is, acknowledge is I am a miracle. As a miracle? Uh, so what? Somebody I, else want to take it? Go ahead. I th- I think I'm a miracle. I think we're all miracles. To think of okay, <laughs> it's going back to the birds and the bees, to how we were all created. We were all like out of millions of sperm, we made it to the egg, guys. We did it, <laughs> and we are a living miracle. You beat out the rest of the million. That's we right. beat up the million, so we're a miracle. <laughs> Like so, are like are yeah, you pretend- did I say prestigious? I think I said prestigious, but I'm in pretentious because like I'll acknowledge someone as a miracle if I know what their life story is. Like example, if your parents weren't able to conceive, and then boom, you come out of that. Um, you know, if you survive the child labor or a person recovering from a critical illness, you know, because I know what they've gone through. But would you yourself? I know you said yes, but I I know what you mean. I I think like. The way that she she called herself is like miracle walking. I think like the thing is like I want to know like more of her heart to be to able to respond to that one to that question. Like if if her goal and her intention is totally to like yeah like it's because of God that this has happened. The miracle walking can can work, but if it's kind of like if the if her goal is to just be like glorifying herself low key using the word miracle and lo- using low key Jesus, then that's kind of like, Oh, then I, w- I would like, yeah, it's pretty like pretentious. It's almost like a humble brag. Uh, and under, it feels like it fits under that category. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean like, it's so like such a great thing what has happened to her. Yeah. I, I agree with Jed. Like I can definitely like, I definitely agree that God definitely looks at the heart at the core of like why you're saying these things. Like I, I was in a Bible study like a couple of weeks ago about Matthew. And then it was talking about like how 
Uh, we shouldn't pray like the Gentiles who heap up like phrases and things like that. And, and it just reminds me of like how like God looks at our hearts. He doesn't look at like what we're, what we're saying and, and like just heaping up things like that, I guess. That makes sense. Yes. Miracle. God. Yes. Um, I, yeah, no, um, I think that if, like, as, as you guys said, I think it really depends on the sort of the context in which somebody comes up and says, you know what, I'm a miracle in the sense that if they start saying, yeah, I'm a miracle because, you know, God, you know, creates miracles. You're a miracle. I'm a miracle. We're all miracles. Uh, you know, Oprah. that seems like, yeah, <laughs> they, you get one. You're a miracle. You're a miracle. We all get miracles. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, I think at that point, you know, it's, it, it doesn't see, it's not pretentious. Is that the word we're using? I don't know. I said yes. prestigious earlier, but uh, <laughs> it's <a> pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever word now, but you guys know what I'm they're, talking about. They're just rushing together. We got you. We got you. We got you. <laughs> if it's that, I mean, yeah, that doesn't seem pretentious in the sense that, you know, they're, everybody, you know, is a miracle because God creates, you know, is the miracle worker. Obviously, if she runs around and says, and, you know, goes around and says, I'm better than you because I'm a miracle. You know, God That's blesses me more than she blesses you. There's a problem. Mm. Um, <laughs> you probably should uh, search your heart. But when I was reading um, the article, um, you know, I, I didn't, I guess I missed that part because uh, that didn't come across to me. And maybe it's just my <laughs> reading comprehension. It just didn't get it through. But uh, I, I'm looking at that passage right now, um, or that 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 um, paragraph right now, and she saw she calls herself a quote unquote miracle walking. Uh, but then the the next part is not even the end of the sentence. She says and gives all the credit to God, you know, while in this medically induced coma. And I can't help but think that she's she's saying um, she's saying that the miracle the miracle that God has done. You know, you see that when you see me, you know, living and and doing things and walking and taking care of my baby. It's almost like, no, I'm the, I'm the, I guess it would be a more, it would be easier for us to digest if she said, um, I'm a walking testimony. Like in, in that regard, does mm. that, does that kind I of think, make sense? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think she, that's what I think she meant. Uh, but yeah, I can <laughs> see, I'm a miracle walking. Yeah. <laughs> and <kind of> just... <laughs> <laughs> I, to, I love that. It just sounds so like it sounds like it sounds like so Bible Belt, so Southern. Like, hey y'all, I'm miracle walking. <laughs> yeah. Look at me, I'm miracle walking. And you know what? It, it might might even just be that because, like, yeah. I think uh, we don't use that kind of like terminology. We don't use that lingo up here in like where we're from in Toronto. Um, so Not in these so, parts. So I'm wondering, like, you know, like it may it may mean something totally different in America compared to here. Yeah, and that maybe they say that all in the Bible Belt, but I'm looking at her last name. I don't think there's a whole lot of Southern people no. named Primachenko. No, definitely not. So, no, excuse no, me, definitely not. You, can't, you can't make those assumptions. Want, okay, yeah, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to you know, judge or anything or make any assumptions. Yeah, but I, I mean, she is from where is it? Uh, Washington State. Washington. Oh, yeah, Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> wow. Very Southern yeah. guys, right? I'm very, very Southern. Yeah, no, so that's that's what I, I gather that she meant by like, you know, I, I'm a test I'm a walking testimony is really what she's what she's talking yeah. about. 
right? If she goes, I mean, obviously she can she can say, yeah, I'm a walking testimony, but I would give all my all the glory to God and just kind of like shove it under the, mm. because that's what you're supposed to say. So maybe that's what she kind of yeah. like went through. So I don't know. Well, like Jet we said, will never know. It's just yeah. her heart. We don't know her. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should DM yeah. her and ask her to see, like, hey, what did you <laughs> what really mean? Yeah, let's bring her on the on the let's podcast and, and interview her. Interview her. Hey, um, we just want to check your heart. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, you know, figure out what you were saying. Just you know, kind of double check. Uh, but I think we all we can all sort of uh, admit that this is a really good thing that happened, especially mm-hmm. you know, yeah. amidst a lot of the negativity that has been surrounding. You know the news and the media. Um, you know, not because they're negative, but there's just a lot of negative news out there, right? Mm. And uh, any kind of positive news is a breath of fresh air, right? Yeah. So we can all celebrate. I love that. it. Yeah, love Definitely. it. Love I personally it. don't have a problem with uh, her calling herself a walking miracle because I think that's just what it is—a miracle. Yeah. Like how many? How many people really give birth? Like, well, in, a, in, in a coma. induced coma, yeah, um, in induced coma. I think <laughs> short than a miracle. Um, and I, I think, like <laughs> as you said, she gives all the glory to God. She's not like, oh, I did this or whatever. Um, she gives all the glory to God. And I think, like, if um, what I would really point out is just maybe give some thanks to the medical professional. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm I'm all about that too. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. that too. Know, because you know, yeah as much as god used them um it's still like nurse billy yeah excuse me so, <laughs> yeah so what i would have liked to see more is for her to also like give credit maybe maybe say that god used the medical professionals um but we don't have her complete statement so she, we That's might sure. not even know what she's thinking so yeah. i think yeah. There's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to like chime in, like I, I also just realized like she was in the induced coma. Like was she it put into the induced coma because of the COVID? Or is it because of like she was a she was already contracting, like she was already about to give birth? No, it was Be, uh, because of COVID. COVID. So it's yeah. almost like so I'm almost I'm like wondering what the story behind the scenes is uh, is are is it's just because like she's in a she's in a deuce, you know coma uh and then she wakes up and like she like she didn't have to go through the birth pain she I just know, like right? it you just slipped out every woman baby. would want to do it that way from now on just like right no i don't want it i don't want it we, Put me we discovered right something now. new we discovered something new guys just <laughs> slide it right out baby oh my gosh so i, I was wondering like if she, if she had given like permission to do that or like was it like a like a moral question like does she want to be able to push out herself or, probably you know, i would assume the husband would have given was fighting for her life attorney. she was on yeah. a ventilator okay yeah i think i i really i was just reading like over her statements and everything like it must have been like before you become, you go into an induced coma before you go into ventilator and all that stuff like you're praying to god and like you're you're literally so powerless in this whole situation and you're about to go under and you're not going to know what's going to happen after like you get into this new induced coma and then to wake up and to know that like while well, she came off the ventilator she's like at home she's recovering um and to know also that your baby was induced and is like and although in the icu but like she's i guess she's doing well so it's 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 pretty cool to see how um 
like you never know how like where your faith will take you and to see how God can be so sovereign over that situation when you're so powerless in that situation. Yeah. And I think mm. um, okay. the, the the good thing about it, you know, the wonderful thing, uh, thing about this uh, is that it's not only her faith that was impacted um, later on in that, in that article, it says her sister, sister. you know, they were struggling with her faith and uh, in that point mm. in time. And then this all, you know, came about and boom, like um, it got strengthened. Um, and so it's not just you. There are people that are around you within your circle of influence, you know, they get impact that gets impacted by, you know, the grace and the blessings that God mm-hmm. gives to each and each one of us, particularly in something as, as, you know, outstanding, I guess for lack of a better word than this mm-hmm. as this. So, uh, yeah. All right. Let's start a miracle walking baby. <laughs> Wait, I have oh, a yeah. question. Go. So based on like what you just said, um, Koyalan, is it okay for us to question our faith in order to grow our faith in God? Like, are we like, is this like kind of a dangerous territory? Is it like, um, like, are we only doing it when we're faced with like a higher percentage of a negative outcome in this case, like her sister? Yeah, no, I, oh, go, Jed, Jed, Jed wants totally, to talk. Yeah. Jed wants to Raising talk. Go, ahead. Ahead. No, no, go no, get no, him, no. man. Go get him. Go get oh, him. Oh, no, I'm just going <laughs> to, I, 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 I personally don't think so. I don't, I don't think it's a, a complete danger zone. I think there's people that, that kind of do need to be able to uh, question their faith and challenge it just because um, if all you, if all you know growing up is certain things and you haven't like questioned why you believe in certain things then i think that's something to really reconsider uh is that considered questioning your faith in some ways yeah um i i I think that i think i think god for me i think god calls us to be able to uh, claim a faith of like our own right not all based on the base of anyone else but of our own um and the questioning is part of the process questioning and then he responds right um etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't know if that makes sense it does and i think i want to uh, echo jed's um point in the sense that that's the majority of people right um and god under- totally understands right uh he understands you know based on our faith um, and that it does need to grow. That's why, you know, many times in the Bible, uh, our faith is, um, you know, at least with Jesus, it was, is, um, it was likened to a mustard seed that needs to grow, right? And something that's really small that, you know, eventually becomes big. So there's a growth process to it. And at, at any given point in time, it could be really small. Take, for exam- ex- example, the, um, you know, the, uh, the father that had his daughter died and, and Jesus asks him, hey, you want me to, to, to heal, you know, your child, do you believe? He says, yes, I believe help my unbelief though. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, in that, in those instances, I think for the majority of us, yes, he does. You know, he understands it is part of the process, you know, um, and, and we grow it with the opportunities that God, you know, puts us in to be able to trust him and grow our faith. Having said that, you can't also, um, discount people like job right who really if you if you really read through there isn't a whole lot of things that job i I, I can't really find anything wrong that job says Mm. but in the end god sort of chides him for like well you know why are you questioning why are you questioning me 
right, uh, with everything that we've been through. And so it, it would seem that for many of us, particularly as we're growing our faith, you know, God understands that, but we get to that point where we get, you know, we, we progress further that our faith grows and that God sort of, you know, expects a little bit more for our trust in him. Does that mm. kind of make sense? Right. And so, you know, it's almost like, okay, there's, there's steps, there's levels to which he brings us through the, the struggles and the, and the events in our life brings our faith either forward or backward and it grows, supposed to grow. And then, uh, when it gets stronger and helping other people out and, and, and sort of like uh, is is an example to others, you know, and then something happens that's small, then all of a sudden we doubt God. Maybe he takes it a little bit, you know, uh, aback. If that's making, that doesn't make sense. But like he, <laughs> he doesn't like whatever, like he, he starts to feel some type of way about it because you should be better. I mean, everything that we've gone through, all the things that we've been through, that the trust that you have in me, now you're going to, now you're going to doubt me? Come on, right? Um, and so I think, I mean, the answer is yes and no, right? There's a spectrum. That's, what, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I think. That's fair. I like that answer. It's the long answer. I'm so sorry. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Cool. Yeah. So I like this article. Definitely something yeah. good. Um, something good in the midst of all the negativity. Negativity. Um, and so, like, yeah, we just praise God that um, in this life, um, in this family's life, that there, there's, there's just like a miracle that they've been able to experience, and that we hope that. Uh, this grows their faith and that they inspire many others in their all in their faith journeys as well. Um, second news. From positive to negative. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're going to move into a chiastic form today. Um, oh. The uh, Harvard... <laughs> A Harvard <laughs> professor has come under fire by proposing that homeschooling should not be legal. Elizabeth Bartlett says, the issue is, do we think that parents should have 24-7 essentially authoritarian control over their children from ages 0 to 18? I think that's dangerous. This then put more fuel to the fire of the debate between homeschooling or not homeschooling. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> Their use of the word authoritarian. Almost. And, yeah, and I think, um, sorry to interrupt, but it's, I think like it's, it's um, worth noting that she's targeting conservative Christian mm -hmm. parents. Yep. I did not get that until I got to the end of the article. I'm like, oh. I forgot, like, that was a thing. But yes, continue on, Arwen. No, just, just the use of, like, such a strong mm. word to describe you guys think who it's... are homeschooling. Because, mm. like, by definition, it's, like, you know, you're, you're enforcing, like, yeah. I mean... strict authority yeah. um, at the expense of, like, freedom, personal freedom. 
Which makes yes. sense. Like kids don't really have freedom. <laughs> but like, <laughs> are we talking uh, about but experience I wouldn't... or are we going to talk about, you know, oh, yeah, experience sort of like, for sure. point of view? Like when I have kids, they're not going to have freedom whatsoever. Mm, no freedom. I... I'm going to control to the T, baby. I don't know, man. Got the post and the. I just wouldn't use downstairs. that word. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'd bet, you know, codes on everything, GPS on their phone. You know, they're going to be under my authoritative control. What are you talking about? Just living downstairs in the basement, locked up in a chain. And, you know, bring it <laughs> what if they escape? The, what if they escape? The I got to know where they are. That's, that's slavery. All they have are, like, books. <laughs> Slave, that's not slavery. I, that's kidnapping. Chains? Oh, okay. The <laughs> <laughs> like the people that live under the stairs. That's my child. Yeah. There's no noise so do down you, there. Do you guys think it's dangerous? <laughs> to be homeschooled like do you see it as an authoritative control i think this i don't person, think so yeah no i think this no. person has a clear sort of underpinning you know has a clear worldview in which she's um you know framing homeschooling in general she it sounds like she she and and i know that mark was saying that she's targeting christians but the, her, her speech, or at least the way that this article is written, is almost like she's lumping General. all of it together. Yep. Yep. Right? Mm, and yep. then maybe she threw up in the throughout in the end, oh yeah, Christians are the worst part of it. Like they're the ones that are, are mostly like this. Yeah. Right? Mm. Uh, and that's it. And, and so it's almost like, okay, so she has this worldview that she's already, so she has this bias, let's call it what it is. She has mm. this bias uh, in which she's looking and which she's, you know, she's putting forth this this idea. That's the first thing. Second thing, she's assuming that authoritative, um, an authoritative person or parent, is automatically a negative thing, right? Uh, and I don't know if I agree with that, Jed. Oh, Jed. Uh, just to just to clear out definitions. So, uh, so author uh, authoritarian uh, is yeah is the, was the word used in the article. Um, and there, and I feel like the reason why is because there are, according to some theories, there are four different types of parenting styles, and that's just one of them: authoritarian, authoritative, permissive, and neglectful. Uh, and so I know, the, and so um, so authoritarian is the one that's not great. It's the one that's the strict rules. Authoritative is uh, more is the better parenting style. Authoritative is the better parenting style. Um, Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, oh yes. Mm. Okay. So I thought, yeah. I feel like there's an undertone that, so what, like, so mostly, so we're saying mostly conservative Christians they do homeschooling, and I feel the undertone like, um, because they have like this authoritative control over their kids, they're not allowed to free think, and they're not allowed to grow up to figure out their own, you know, beliefs and their own religion, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's like some undertone to this story and maybe how she's attacking uh, homeschooling in a sense. I don't know if you guys feel that, but that's like, I, I feel that type of undertone yeah. of like, yeah. of, uh, yeah, lack of free will or lack of uh, free thinking in a sense. Right. Yeah. I see. A, I see, I see like the, the hints of that. Uh, like it, it's pretty clear, like, uh, her the the person's worldview is just really reflective in like their writing styles like and based on the quotes itself um it's just interesting to see like an uh like someone from harvard to make such like comments um because i would expect more of like an evidential kind of like approach like 
due to these studies, uh, yeah, to yeah. This, mm-hmm. uh, apparently according to these statistics and through um, m- multiple resources, it appears that parents who et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and with links to Christianity appears, it looks based on these, and it doesn't feel like they're using that kind of lingo. Uh, it just feels like it's very opinionated using their opinions and using facts to try to back that up rather than the other way around. Hmm. What's that word called? Like, you know, when you like make opinion, and you try to find things to support that rather than finding the, the fact and then trying to make an opinion out of it. There's a word for it. I know, I I know, know in the, the Bible. So opinion not backed with facts? Retrofitting. <laughs> wait, <laughs> actually? <laughs> I know so it's preaching. Pre- oh, is, is, like- is it deductive inductive? Is it is it would it be that? Wait, are you talking about a statement that's thinking? not backed up with facts? Well, I'm not saying it's backed up with facts, but it's like you you create the statement and then you then try to get it. other things to back that up. Exactly. Oh. Versus it's, like you have the facts and then you I think that's deductive and inductive. I don't know, but I remember writing English essays and being like, all right, I'm going to make this thesis. I'm going <laughs> to figure it out how I can improve my points. <laughs> I'm going to scour the entire oh, library uh, to make sure that I'm there right. There go. It might be there a go. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Okay, cool. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think uh, it's so crazy because even so the, the, the girl who responded to the article who was a Harvard graduate, yes. who was homeschooled, she was the one who dropped the fact that, um, what is it? 30, homeschool students, 30% higher. Yeah, like straight facts, no opinions, no assuming or anything like that. Just straight facts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, when the facts just speak for themselves, you don't have to like back it up with like yeah, nice big statements. As, yeah, as soon as I read like the sentence, though she, Elizabeth Bartlett, failed to provide statistics, I tuned out. I'm just like, what are you even saying? Yeah. Like for all we know, like what Kui Allen said, like they could have just written this article to give homeschooling a bad name. And then that's where I got to thinking, this is my theory. I think it all has to do with money considering this is like mm. an American article. Cause in the States, um, schools who do better in standardized tests get better, a higher budget or better. Uh, yeah. Like just a better budget to work with during um, the school year. So for me, if what Billy said, Melba Pearson, um, her saying 30% of whole school children tested higher than national public school students, I can see why Bartolet would have that, you know, issue with homeschooling. That, so for me, my theory is money, like, mm-hmm. because you're take, you're, you have like higher um, performing students who are not even in the school system. That's saying something bad about the public homeschool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I see that. I think the the um, I think the one thing or like there's there's this part in the article that kind of got me, uh, got me a little bit heated um, because it, it reveals really what her her view is of the situation and and that all people I mean all parents that choose to homeschool their kids are authoritarian, um, mm. and in a really bad way. So this is what she so it it says, Bathalette believes that parents should not have complete autonomy over their children. Quote, the issue is, do we think that parents should have 24-7 essentially authoritarian control over their children from ages 0 to 18? 
I think that's dangerous, she asserts. I think it's always dangerous to put, here we go, powerful people in charge of the powerless and to give the powerful ones total authority. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and so it almost sounds like she's talking. I don't want to, I mean, I, I'm trying really <laughs> not to, to make assumptions, but I can't help but think she had a really bad childhood growing up. Yes, mm. I agree. Right? And she's throwing <laughs> all of that into this. Like, That's it's the undertone just, Billy was like talking the, about. Like, the, like yeah, the, the, the hatred... <laughs> The ritual that kind of seems like it's it's there, like the, it's it's under there. Yeah, it's, it sounds like yeah. it's coming through. So I can't help but think that yeah, there's something that happened in her childhood. She's got issues to deal with bigger than you know homeschooling. Yeah, rip. I yeah. think. Oh I think, no, you go, Mark. Yeah, I think like that can be another discussion whether like homes like statistics on homeschooling, um, and just. Uh, giving a light to that because I I think like homeschooling has been vastly misunderstood by a lot mm. um, and like it's not viewed in a positive light but a lot of like many people that I respect and are, are good parents choose to homeschool their kids and from the it uh, it might be I mean, I know it's not like an anecdotal evidence because I know like the statistics uh, overall, but their kids seem and look like they're really excelling. Um, mm. So, yeah. and it's not just academically, it's also socially. Yeah. Because like one of the main arguments against homeschooling, they say, is that it'll rob kids of their uh, social life and they won't be like properly socialized but mm. that's, like the way i see it like those kids are pretty normal <laughs> right but that's not even this woman's assertion she's saying that it's not the socializing issue that's the problem that's where they go wrong the problem is is that you've got parents that are overbearing that all they want to do is just control their kids to make their life a nightmare and so in order to do that, they keep them home and do it all the time, right? Yeah. There may be, I'm willing to accept that there may be um, a handful, <laughs> maybe more, I don't know, maybe more of, the, of that scenario that's out there, but I can't help but think that that is a very, very small percentage. Mm-hmm. of the people or the situations that are is homeschooling right because i know homeschool uh homeschooled children i know i know parents that have homeschooled their kids i don't know maybe they're hiding something but i don't see any you know <laughs> yeah uh, yeah dysfunction that's there D- does it seem that 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 kids when they come out mm-hmm. of their out of their parents quote unquote control that they start to explore their freedom a little bit more absolutely but the assertion that this woman is making, it almost seems like, yeah, she's chained down in the basement. They bring her <laughs> dog food three times a day, not even two times a day, right? And then when they get, and when they spell a little thing wrong, they bring out the switch and they beat them with it. Mm. Like it, <laughs> with that's the vibe switch. that I'm getting. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for painting that beautiful picture. That's, it was so vivid. That's what I'm thinking. That's the picture that I get when I hear this woman talk. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe it's totally off. I don't know. I, I yep. guess. But I mean, the way she's talking, that's what I think she's imagining that's happening mm-hmm. in every home that is homeschooling their kids. Yeah. I, I, I should. Oh, go. No, Dad, you go. I have a question, but Jed, go, go. Oh, there's so many people. Wow. <laughs> it's a cute. Oh, Jed. Okay, so like, I think, uh, yeah, so like, like what you shared like kind of like reminds me of like like how like yeah she, she's really thinking about these subset of people that possibly might have experienced it i think with homeschooling it will most definitely be reliant on the quality of the parents teaching right mm. and i think there's a fear in like i think there might be fears in that for some people uh like can, do they even know the content at hand? Will they teach it correctly? Will they do they know how to teach overall? Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, and some will do it in love, some won't do it in love. Um, but I think I, I could see where her fears can be coming from. I what you were saying earlier reminds me of like the Stanford uh experiment, prison experiment, where they gave <laughs> roles to random strangers. One was police, one was the one where uh be them inmates, just random selection. And then you'll see just the power struggle that the, the police people who are given the role as police or uh, officers starts to abuse the inmates, even though they were all a part of the experiment and they had to shut it down within a week. And so I, I think that's, I feel like that's the perspective she's saying, like, because we've given th- these parents so much control, they probably might be abusive to the children, but that's not the case. I think there's, it's different in the sense that the parents are like, you treat your own kin, you treat your own family, you know, different, you know, your, your own child, your child, you, of course you love them. You wouldn't want to, you would hurt them in the way that the Stanford prison experiment would. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just like, it's just interesting to see that perspective from her. And yeah. Yeah. A uh, group question. Uh, would you guys do homeschooling and why? Yeah, Ooh. starting from uh, oldest. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you calling me out, man? I gotta like yes. out myself. We were Uncle, actually Uncle Alan. I mean, <laughs> dang. Uh, we're we don't we we think about that that sort of thing um, on a regular basis, really. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I actually <laughs> a lot many times my wife and I would. I guess uh, romanticize and like being on the road, like um, just selling everything we have. Do the not the van life because that we can't do that with the amount of kids that we have. So you know, get in, get a fifth wheel, you know, and then tour and ho- and because you have to do that, you have to homeschool your kids. And so that was something that we very much looked into. Right, they go to school like not at home, right? Uh, at this point, well, obviously everybody's home now, but you know, uh, before this, they were still in, they were still in school, right? So they did a traditional school, and so that's there. But I, I would do it if we could, mm. right? Just because we we we've, we've talked to other other uh, families that have homeschooled that are homeschooling their kids, and you know, one of the things that we were concerned about definitely was what Mark brought up, uh, which was the social aspect of it, mm-hmm. right? And just, you know, the curriculum, how you do that, all that sort of thing. And there's a ton of resources that are out there, right, for parents that want to do that, not only from the educational standpoint, but from the social standpoint, too. There's networks within states that, you know, they're, they're um, 
families that have homeschooled kids, you know, they kind of meet up uh, and they introduce themselves to, you know, they kind of mingle with other families that have homeschooled kids, right? And, you know, maybe they play, they play soccer slash football, right? Or other kind of social events, you know, within these social families. And I think that particularly that, particularly now with, you know, this sort of like this van life movement and, you know, going away from sort of the traditional way of raising their family. Tiny house, baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah it's, it's that much more, that's mu- that much more acceptable mm. today. So uh, before we go on, can, are we agree or, or is this what you really want to get to is that, is everybody agreeing with uh, oh, this like, as something that's just a personal. Yeah. It's just, I want to ask everybody mm. what they Yeah, it's uh, definitely just like a preference, right? Yeah, definitely like an altern an alternative way. Like it's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing inherently wrong with it, I would say. I mean, I would love to try it out and see how my kids turn out. Just because like I think to be able to have such a strong relationship with your parents in a sense where like you get to see them as a teacher, but then you get to see them as a loving uh, parent as well and being able to interact with that and like have a really strong relationship and to see how that influences how like my child will grow up and how they, you know, become and how they act. I think that'd be cool to see. I don't know if I have the energy to do it, but uh, it'd be cool to try. We'll try once. (laughs) One kid, one kid. (laughs) If, if like oh. my career from oh sorry you're done yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no no we'll do a case study <laughs> we'll all do case studies and then in okay, 18 study, years write it up, write it five up. petri dishes right here we can yeah 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 <laughs> wait Easy. you guys need kids first right oh <laughs> 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 well, pretty much all y'all are married except for me so yeah you guys have a head start <laughs> you can always adopt it's yeah true. just adopt just adopt true. Be a foster oh, no. parent. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, w- I would totally uh, consider like, yeah, uh, doing homeschool for my children. Uh, I, I think it will depend on a lot of factors. One would be like if my career permits me to, if I'm able to be with them like as much as I could. Um, and then the second one would be, you know, if, if it works for them. Um, I, it's, it's, I think with homeschool, like you can be very creative. Like, let's say if you want to talk about ecology, you know, we can just do a trip to the park and then we could talk about stuff there. Or if you wanted to talk about geology and rock formation and, uh, you know, with uh, sedimentary rock and you know, all those cool stuff, let's travel to South, go to, go to the Grand Canyon. Let's check the formations out ourselves. I think you can be creative in so many different ways. I'm reading a lot of, I'm reading a lot of books right now. And so like just some of my, some of the classics that like, like the Hobbit hoping to do Don uh, Zeke, Kizoti soon, uh, and, and uh, <laughs> there's so many pronunciations. I don't even know. And then uh, Account of Monte Cristo. Like I, there's so many books I want to read. And then and um and so kind of like sharing some of you know the things that you love to, to someone that you care about. So I think with homeschool you can be really creative. Um, and you're right, uh, Alan. Like there's so much um, resources out there for parents, and there are opportunities for children to be socializing with others as well. Yeah. Mark? True. What do you say? <laughs> That's it. True. Um, yeah, it's an option. It's definitely an option. Uh, but it's like it's something to be considered with the overall um, call, I think, like God's call for mine and Jenna's life. 
and also our kids. So um, definitely we're going to pray for it. And uh, whatever God convicts us of, then that'll be it. But it's definitely like no one should remove it from an option, like of being an option. Like that's just removing something that's potentially beneficial. So I win. Um, yeah, I think, um, like I asked my wife Rika about this and, uh, she said, yes, she would try it, but more of more leaning towards that, you know, we'd prefer to have our child attend school only because like, we don't have that training that I feel like most parents do. Um, some parents have like this educational background where it's like kind of a pro for them because they have this, this side of, you know, training and ideologies, teaching uh, different teaching methods. Um, one that we don't have ourselves. Um, so yeah, yeah. If, if we would try it, but I think, I don't know, even if we were given the tools, it's still a 50, 50. Um, but there's there's some families I think that are trying it. They're they're making it as enjoyable as possible. Enjoyable as possible. Um, the good thing I the good thing with homeschooling I think is that there's no curriculum. That's the really good thing. Like you could choose to have a curriculum or to follow one, but there's really no specific curriculum for you to follow itself. So that's you know you can freestyle homeschooling if you wanted to. Yeah, it's a lot more personalized. What? Yeah. Right. Uh, which is one of the you know main benefits of it. You you can take tailor it to the learning needs and styles of your child, yeah. right? Uh, and not kind of get lost in you know a 30, 40, you know student classroom, mm-hmm. right? Where maybe your child you know is not getting the attention that that they need. Obviously, uh, one of the benefits of of you know doing it in a, in a traditional classroom is that there are many more resources that can go in towards you know, um, teaching your child, like for ECE, early uh, childhood education, you have special needs, um, um, you know, personnel that are there for maybe uh, child, uh, children with, you know, uh, maybe they have a little bit of autism, uh, maybe there's a little bit of ADHD that's there. And so they've got the resources to handle a wider variety, you know, of, of situations, but definitely one of the you know, one of the better thing, aspects about homeschooling is because it's your kid. Yep. You get to see what what their what their um, what their learning strengths are, where they're not, you know, doing so well, and you can adjust accordingly, right? Yeah, and as Jed was saying, yeah, you can be a lot more creative. Now, somebody will will say, well, you know, the technology is out there that you really don't have to go anywhere else. You know, you can teach them, you know, in a classroom. You know, the classrooms now have iPads and they have you know devices that you can learn off of that. Somebody can come back and retort, well, you know, we could visit the Grand Canyon and have our iPads to get more information on what it is and just have it in front of us, you know, to, to have something tangible in front of us and to take it that much farther. You know, that learning, that learning, I mean, that lesson, you know, when we're there, right? Because, you know, you're stuck in the classroom, maybe you don't get the full sort of experience of that learning session. Yeah. So that's there. But can I tangent a little bit? Is that no? Okay. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you, can. <laughs> you can. You can. Like I was like <laughs> shaking. Said okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, I think you know. At least for me, this brings up 
this brings up the you know how how our society is built and not necessarily in our society but maybe in the sense of how how satan has you know bombarded our lives with so much stuff you know so many things that we have to do particularly for those of us that live in the city right where we're constantly on the go people have to work two jobs in order to make you know ends meet right that um you know our families get neglected to you know to a varying you know degree some some small because you know you try to make it a priority that even though both parents are like, working you try to have time with your family to you know to raise them the right way and then there's others that are in situations where you can't be home right most of the time maybe you're home only in the daytime when everybody's in school right so you don't actually get to interact with your kids because that's the only job that you can get right or that's the job that pays the bills or that's the job that that that, that you know that maybe you're only able to to pull off Right. And I can't help but think that Satan has made it in such a way that, you know, not only are families affected because there's so much, so much um, pressure on our own individual time that our time with God gets, you know, uh, that our time with God suffers. And that transfers over. If you're in a Christian, if you're in a Christian environment and you want to teach your kids how to be a Christian, right, because that's what they see at home in prison, right? If you're just constantly in that rat race, if you're constantly having to, you know, uh, having to, you know, make certain choices, you know, be compromised because you lose your house or, you know, you lose your car or, or whatever. You can't pay the bills because you're, you're, you're trying to keep up with our, our standard of living. Right. And they see you don't have time for them. You don't see they see you don't have time for God. I can't help but think that's the way that Satan wanted it. And that's part of a huge, you know, battle for us as as people with families, those that want to have families, those that want to have children and to raise them up in a godly environment. Can I add on to that, please? So. COVID-19 that's how we're like half well for those who have families those who have kids we're practically halfway to homeschooling our kids ourselves right and you were just talking about being present not having enough time because so and so and so and now that we do have all this time COVID-19 <laughs> ah, right you guys you guys get where I'm getting at are you saying you're provid? I'm. <laughs> I'm. For me, I, and I'm not provid for sure, but <laughs> I think the adjustment that we've made a society, it. it I, I'm pro for that being the new norm. Mm. If there's, if there should be more companies allowing work from home, sure. Why not? That takes away the distraction that Kuya Alan was just talking about, not being present, yeah. being bombarded. Not having think, enough time for you know Christian life as well, mm-hmm. more so you know lack of time with your kids. Like, yeah. damn. That's why I am a provid supporter. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> explain provid. Explain provid, please. I've never heard. I'm joking. I've never heard. No, this no. Go, it's go, just, go, go, go. It's just a. It's just you a funny it joke. Up. It's a funny like word joke that I made up because like, as Arwen said, like 
although COVID-19, it's a terrible thing. It's a virus that has like spread out throughout the world. It's a global pandemic. People are dying from it. However, I think this, this whole pandemic, like God was able to really use it to help us see the importance of like what, like Aaron was saying, the importance of family, the importance of um, like, like spending time with God and all those things. Like God has like, so use this time. It's like, hey, like, this is a time where you can really use to spend some time with me, spend some time with your family, loving your neighbors, and to even reach out to people you haven't reached out in a long time because, like, now you're just like, oh, yes, I can reach out to like someone from so far away and catch up and see how they're doing, and like, like, oh, I can have a spiritual conversation or everything like that. So, I am pro it in that sense. I, I hate like I am not. <laughs> I'm not for more people to get sick and to get ill and to like die, but I think that it had like as I already said, that's it silver had, lining. It has made yeah, that's silver lining. It has made us really reflect and see how we could really make it work. Like if our families are a priority, if our God is our priority, we can make it a priority if we choose to going forward now. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think like moving forward from from this pandemic i think we will for sure like society will will be really different not i don't think it will be what we expected it to be um but for sure i think there'll be more opportunities to be more at home um there's uh, more opportunities to to work from home um and more jobs through the net uh wow the internet i know i've never really called internet internet oh, for you're a so while. Are you like, wow. we call it the years of webs here. Are Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> are you a senior you're right, citizen? You're right. <laughs> are you a senior citizen? You know what? Maybe. Um, <laughs> joking, though. No. Um, but I, I, I do think um, regarding like, I don't know what you were saying. Like, I do think that as time goes on, the growing complexity of what we can control gets smaller and smaller. Um, like, I, if you guys know the the TV show, uh, wow, the Good Place. I love the Good Place. Love good this show. show. I, I like. I think it makes a really good point in uh, in a couple of seasons down that like what was easy, what was good and bad then, it's hard to explain. It's hard to you know differentiate that now. So let's say giving a flower to to uh, someone you like. Uh, you you pull out flowers and you give it to them and they're like you're just showing them that you know you care about them. That's great. But now if you get flowers from the store, you got to think about ethical reasons. You got to think about like, oh, we're pesticides used for this plantation. Will I support that? Is that good if I support? It? So it gets a little bit more complicated. It gets a little bit more so that uh, kind of like yeah. And so yeah, I think that's applicable to what you were saying, um, Alan. Like uh, it seems like the enemy has created uh, like this society, a society since we're still living in this side of, uh, of the world of brokenness, um, that it, it continues to be more broken and more broken. And that means we lose less, we lack control and we get, we lose more control uh, of the things that happen in our world. Um, and I think, I think with that, I think that's, what's great that we still have that hope, right. Um, in, in Christ that allows us to be able to, to not like it's not like a, a wavering hope, but it's like a sure hope that that Christ will establish a, a much more better kingdom uh, onwards and also in our hearts. I think that's something that we gotta keep on keeping on. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Nice. Never, never stop. Never stopping. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I'm good with everything that's happening right now in terms of like the lifestyle. But like, of course, I'm not good with all the sickness <laughs> and all the deaths. But in terms of um, just bringing it back to more like spending time with family and uh, being more at home. Except I wish people would just go to the store. If everything goes back to normal, I think people should just go to the store and buy their own things. I'm so tired of delivering <laughs> everything to people's doorsteps. More than 300 packages. Okay. So, how many um, of that is like weights and gym equipment? So, there's like 10 packages a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, so I'm good with doing this as the norm. Provit, provit, provit. Stop it. <laughs> Except <laughs> people buy your own stuff. Um, yeah. Um, we have another one, but we have another news article. Uh, but let's just give maybe just one sentence of our thoughts. Uh, <laughs> we're running out of time. Uh, so we're going to go through this each podcast. one. We can go as long as we want to. We're going to go. Excuse me. I have a bedtime. One of us. And... No, no, no. I'm not. All right. Okay. So the third one um, on a lighter note again. We all know the wreckage that has been brought about by COVID-19, but with all the negative news going around, there have also been some positives. For example, from March 2019 to last month, there was a considerable increase in Bible sales by Tyndale House Publishers, a Christian publisher based in Carroll Stream, Illinois. Tyndale executive Jim Jewell noted that sales from Life Application Study Bibles went up 44% and 60%. For immersed Bibles. So, single sentence thoughts. There are no atheists on a sinking ship. Huh? What? <laughs> there yeah. are no atheists on a sinking ship. Meaning to say that when, when there's crisis, uh, the, everybody just all automatically turns to, to God. Right? To a God. For sure. Right? Uh, I can't. I know this is one sentence, so I don't know why I'm. I mean, it's a run on. It's this. a run on sentence. I think I think somebody kind of dispelled that uh, a bit, but I but there's a lot of truth in 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 the sense that when there are things that you can't explain, that you can't sort of control, when people lose control over the situation, then they turn to somebody that might have that control or the situation that might have you know the answers to the questions that that they can't seem to find answers to. Does that? Does that qualify as the one sentence? Yes, yes. I agree. Okay. Done. Yeah. A lot of a lot of colons. You might get semicolons by your high school teacher, but <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know yeah. about yeah. Uh, I don't know. I run on sentences is horrible. Can't give you an A plus for it, but yeah, you're good. You're good. Right. Billy, who's next? Who's next? Thoughts? Um, believe in God or you will die. I'm joking. Wow. That is not true, guys. Wow, let's please, go. please <laughs> take. Please, that is very sarcastic. That is so sarcastic. Wow, that is so sarcastic. Mm, well done. I, I really hope from this crisis that um, like plants are seeded in people's minds and in people's hearts, and that um, God exists and that He loves them and that He wants a personal relationship with them. And I really hope that from this, 
like faith will grow. Yeah. That is all. Arwen. You will die. Um, will it be the same after COVID-19? Will it decrease? Uh, social media definitely has had a strong impact with the high sales. Mm. Mm. Jed. Jed Allen. <laughs> Jed Allen. Do I get to go more then? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grateful that people are seeking um, different uh, forms of hope and that they're engaging with Christianity and scripture. Yet I continually hope that they seek communities where they can grow more in what they've learned through scripture. Or they True. Will cool. Um, this, so you, my Mark? thought is, um, my thought is that this whole thing is definitely not in God's plan. Uh, he didn't, create this virus in a lab um nor did anyone really um but he is using this opportunity to uh reach people's hearts and i think that's just like the way god is through everything he is trying to reach people and he's trying to chase people and um, he loves everyone and um he would do anything to just reach you and so if you're listening to this and you haven't given your life to god um there's no better time than now Uh, god is trying to reach you and he'll stop at nothing to do so and so i think this is an opportunity that god is taking um to reach people's hearts so sorry for my run-on sentence too oh my gosh we do not we have terrible grammar but yeah it's calling me Just call me out, and then I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. So, thanks everyone for joining us in this episode. We hope that you are blessed with our discussion today. We hope that in every news article, that each and every one of us reflect on how God is working through it all. Uh, So let's view every news report in that lens. We release episodes every Wednesday, so always be on the lookout for them. If you have any questions, suggestions, or encouragements, you can reach us at the Prodigal's Pod. Again, at the Prodigal's Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So it's all the same now. All right. Stay blessed, stay faithful, and we hope that you join us next time for another episode of The Prodigal.